Do you know how many files your employees have uploaded, downloaded, emailed, airdropped, slacked, or shared via Google Drive today? A lot of that data has left your organization, and you don't even know it. Visit Code42.com to learn how Insider prevents data exfiltration. Hi, this is Jay Billis of ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. Mike Lindsley back with you. It is the ML Sports Platter all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, five-star reviews, and uh, all that are super, super appreciated. Stitcher, Deezer, Google, Apple, everywhere. It's a podcast world. We're presented by Stanley Law Offices, Bryant and Stratton College, and Rosie's Corner. Pizza, pasta, hot and cold subs, and more at Rosie's. Plus Fish Friday. Go to rosiescorner.com for more information. You're in and around Central New York. Stop by Rosie's Corner, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Let's bring him in, the longtime baseball writer, terrific sports reporter through the years, formerly of the New York Post, now doing some unbelievable work for the platform of Ball 9. It is America's most beloved sports writer, Kevin Kernan. KK, welcome back, my friend. How are you? Mike, always great to be with you. Okay, let's start with Hank Aaron. Um... How do you remember Hammer and Hank? And I'm just going to give you the floor on any kind of stories from Cooperstown and uh, any other interactions that you had with him. I, I never got a chance to meet him, talk to him in Cooperstown. It's one of the guys I wish I, I had the opportunity to, to do one or, or you know either, either meet him or meet him and interview him. Um, but just take the floor away on Hank Aaron. Yeah, you know, Hank, uh, because I get to have the access at the Otisaga Hotel, We'd see Hank every year. Um, just the classiest guy. He'd always have a smile. He'd always be willing to talk baseball. And this is the important thing, Mike. He would say stuff. You know, he was not happy with Barry Bonds. He was not happy with how it all went down. But I wrote about it the other day, and it's, it's posted up all nine.com. Um, it got me thinking. I know I took a tour of, uh, of the Hall of Fame with Hank where we just walked around and he talked about his stuff. I couldn't find that tape. But from the old days, I have all these little micro cassettes. So, you know, hundreds, hundreds, hundreds of them. And um, so I went searching the other day and found what I call the lost tape. It was it was a tape of me and Hank at the Museum of Natural History, believe it or not, in New York City, where they were having an event for the Hall of Fame, a traveling uh, exhibition show type thing. But he met me 9.30 in the morning, hmm. and we went through the exhibit, just me and him. Wow. And you know, it's a little noisy because of the background. You know, Museum of Natural History can be noisy. And, and you know, what struck me, too, listening back to the tape, is that, you know, uh, you know, three or four times fans came up to him, and he was always super polite uh, with them, had time for them. He was just a, a, a legit guy. And he also, in in that column, he had, he had some, uh, you know, he had some interesting things to say because this was 2002. And I asked him if he thought his home run record would be broken, and he said it would, probably by Barry. And Barry was still a good ways away. But, you know, Barry was suddenly super Barry, so he could play forever. And and Hank said, I asked him, I said, well, you know, he goes, I may not be there if he breaks it, but uh, and he, he, true to his word, he didn't go. You know, he didn't go. I, cause I was there when, 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 when he broke uh, Hank's record at 755, and Hank posted a video. But he, had, see, he also said he really had nothing against Barry because records, you know, the old thing, records are made to be broken. And um, But he talked, one of the things in that, in, in, in that, in that exhibition was a, 
a, a letter he received, and it was very, you know, it was racist, and it was, you know, so I asked him, I said, how did you get through all that? And he said it was not easy, and he got, believe, believe it or not, Mike, he got, when he was chasing uh, Babe Ruth's record, he got, he told me he got over a million pieces of mail, hmm. you know, so, and a lot of that was negative, so, so, but he, you know, th- these, these are the things, it was a different era, you know, you didn't hear much about it back then. And um, he was a man of strong, um, you know, of, of, uh, his word was his bond, strong character, and he was always a delight to see. Plus, and this was the key with him, when he came into a room, he never acted like, I'm Hank Aaron, I'm Renkin. You know, he, he was just Hank Aaron, a very uh, dedicated guy. Funny little, little, very tiny little story, but I'll tell you real quick about my brother, Sean, who's a sports writer in Florida. And he used for many years at the Disneyland. Daytona Beach News Journal until they cut back. And uh, he was uh, well-respected there, covered a lot of minor leagues, covered a lot of uh, a lot of teams, uh, made friends with a lot of minor league, uh, major league officials who would come down and watch maybe the Daytona Cubs and things. But um, where I used to live in Kenworth, New Jersey, we had a little small brick wall that my father, a World War II vet, had built outside the, uh, the Breezeway entrance. So... Uh, one one day he decided to knock that wall down and expand the driveway, and it was about a I would say a two foot wall. So um, he's knocking it down. And back then, my guy was born in 1953. So so I had the baseball, and I had two older brothers. So I had stacks and stacks, boxes and boxes of baseball cards that were unbelievable. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't be talking to you right now if I still had them because I'd be I'd be on a beach in Bora Bora or something. You kind of still uh, are on the beach though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a cheaper beach. Yeah. But, uh, so I was out of, out of the house by then, and my brother was there. And um, yeah. as they knocked down the wall, they found an old Hank Aaron baseball card because I had so many freaking baseball cards that were great cards. I was just like sticking them everywhere. Yeah. Uh, like I put a bunch in the, in the in the garage and things like that, oh. and uh, uh, I know my father. When I went away to school, it wasn't my mother; it was my father who threw out my baseball card. I hate those stories, year. man. I cringe uh, when I hear them. I, my mom, my parent, I mean, everybody tells me these stories. I cringe with that. Oh, god. That's why they're so valuable because everybody threw them out. And but the worst thing was, I had a feeling about this, so I would like kind of hide baseball cards as a young kid, you know, thinking I'd go back and get them at some point. Of course, someone else brought my house uh, after after my father sold it, and then they knocked it down and built another house. So all, all was lost. But the point of the story was this Hank Aaron baseball card was found in the in the in the, uh, in the little wall. My brother, you know, was at home at the time, so he took it. Years later, years later, Hank Aaron was visiting Daytona Beach, uh, Daytona Beach for the, for the for the Cubs or whatever. He was part of the Atlanta Braves uh, front office. And my brother actually went up to him and had him sign, you know, he signed the card for him and told him the story. And Hank thought it was the greatest little story in the world. So that, that's a little snippet of makes you get to know Hank Aaron better than you did before we started talking. So cool. Baseball Hall of Fame, I, you know, 2021, nobody gets in. Uh, Kurt Schilling, we know why. Uh the system, is it broken? Were you surprised? Where do we go from here? I'm never surprised with baseball writers. You know, I've <laughs> been one forever. Uh, I'm a proud member of the BBWAA. And, and it, you know, I know a lot of people. 
I'm torn here. I know a lot of people think, uh, you know, that they should open up maybe to other people voting as well, maybe broadcasters and stuff like that. I have no problem with the system. Obviously, I'm part of the system, and I think the system works to a, to a large extent. Uh, my problem is, and I wrote about it in a piece that should be up for Ball 9 later today or tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's, it's already done. And um, my problem is, and I voted for Schilling. Let's be up front here. I voted for six guys, and I had trouble voting for six guys at, uh, on this ballot. You know, I'm not one of these guys that thinks you got to put in 10 spots. I mean, we got too many of those writers. Now. Right. They, they, they just they just think it's got to be done. They can make every. It's a hall of fame. It's hall of fame. And you know, and, and Schilling didn't make it. Um, his political, com- you know, his political conversations or, or comments. I'm sure it hurt him with some writers. And I, you know, I I I'm, I'm, I don't think that's good. I think I, I think across the line. And one of the points I made in the article and the column that, that should be up later is that um, you know, did we know? Did we know? Did, did we know Babe Bruce's political leanings? Did, did we know, you know, uh, uh, Ty Cobb on his Wagner? All of them, you know. It, it's a different world now. We know too much. We just too much. Uh, there's too much uh, chance for a person to act like a jackass, you know, and uh, with Twitter and everything else. And uh, and and you can't. In my mind, you can't. It's still America, and you should have your opinion. You should be able to have free to speak your opinion. And and it does as long as it didn't come over on the uh, on the ball playing side. I, I dealt with Chile many times, and the great Ed Wade quote is definitely stands to be true. You know when he was the GM of Phillies, and he he said about Chilling, you know, uh, on days he pitches, he's a horse, and on, on the other other days of the week, he's a horse's ass. <laughs> and, and, and you know, it's but for me. For me as a reporter, I love Kurt Schilling. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because if, if you ask him a question, you you know he'd be a great podcast guest for you, uh, uh, because he gives you his honest feelings, and I, I'm I'm all for honest feelings and telling telling what you view to be your thought process. That's fine. You know, when we, I think we're getting in a dangerous territory where you, you know we all it's a groupthink thing now, and so. I didn't let any of that affect my vote. I don't care what he says. I don't care what he says about baseball writers. And another point I made in the column, and it's a very strong column, is that, you know, I've been going in the clubhouses since 1977, and I've been MF'd, and I've been this, I've been that. And I have great relationships with players, but I also had some issues here and there. It comes with the territory, all right? All right, baseball writers? So, 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 so chill, you know. It's uh, you know everybody thinks now they, uh, if one thing if one, one thing is said to a writer oh my god you know it's the end of the world you know what grow up right and um, and and ninety nine percent I think of the writers I wouldn't say ninety nine now but a large majority of writers deal with that so certainly my generation of writers understand that and move on so I don't think you can hold any of that stuff against Schilling on the field it's different to the steroid guys because. You know, people say, "Well, how could you vote no on the steroid guys, Bonds and Clemens?" Uh, well, I can because what they did with steroids affected on the field. You know, Schilling's uh, political comments or whatever. You know, they don't affect what he did on the field. But if you're cheating to get better, that that that, that affects you. Now that brings us to the final point, and this is next year. And, and, and Mike, this is a huge point. 
I, I'm torn because I voted for Clemens and, and Bonds once, and I think I may have told you the story that a, a Hall of Famer got, got in my face, talking about getting in your face. As soon as I walked in the clubhouse one day uh, in spring training, I won't say who it was, how could you vote for these guys, blah, blah, blah. So, But most of the times I've really thought about it and said, you know what, I just can't in good conscience vote for these guys because I've seen what stories done at every level how it makes people better and stuff like that. I, I'm, I'm from the school that believes they take steroids because it works and the PEDs and coming back. And even Hank said, you know, the, the one problem he had was that you could recuperate so quickly and come back. And that certainly was the case with Barry. Sure. He, you know, he just wouldn't tire out. So my point is we're getting to the 10th year of all these guys, Schilling, Bonds, and Clemens. I'm not saying I'm doing this. Plus Ortiz and, and A-Rod are coming on about. But I am thinking about it. I'm, I might just say to heck with it. I've had enough. You know, baseball, and there's the argument out there, which I totally agree with. You know, I totally understand. Baseball, let's just happen. Let baseball deal with it. And, and I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards that where let's let's have them all get in next year. The whole group. Let's have, uh, you know, Schilling, who you met out because of some, some, some comments. Uh, the third guys, uh, Bonds, Clemens, A-Rod, Manny, uh, Andy Pettit. You know, they all certainly are deserving numbers-wise. Uh, David Ortiz. Let them all get up. Let them all get the speech and let that steroid class be there for everyone to see. To tell the story, and then I also made a point. Like I know, I'm sure you've been to Otisaga, the back of the Otisaga by the Hawkeye Bar and Grills. There's a great outdoor bar called the Fire Bar, which is a it's a huge round bar that overlooks the lake, and um, and um, it's got a big fire pit in the middle. It's not like your little fire pit. It's huge. It's a big fire pit. So you can sit there and, and hang out and drink. And I said, could you imagine those conversations if all those guys get in? get in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I compared it to the bar scene from the 1977 film Star Wars, if you remember that bar scene. So uh, so, so there's a side of me that would say, you know what, let's get them all in, let's get them on, let's move on. I think two things. One, I've always said um, that I would like to see a change in, in the voting, actually. Um, I'm, not <laughs> saying, I'm not saying it's totally broken. I'm not saying I want all the writers gone. I want the legit elite writers who get it from A to Z, who understand the reality of all situations, modern and past, like you. I'm cool with you guys, those guys on it. No problem. Keep them going. But I would love a Costas. I would love a play. I would love a Dan Schulman. I would love, uh, I don't know, uh, for a couple former GMs who get it. I would love a couple Hall of Famers to, to, to be on it. Why not? I would like a little bit of a mix of people who can share different things. It's not just, it's, it, to me, it seems way one-sided over and over and over and over again. It's the same thing. It's the same views. It's the same this and that. That's number one. And I think number two, I used to be anti all these guys getting into the Hall of Fame, and I changed because, and it was, I don't know, five or six, maybe longer than that, probably, probably, probably six, seven, eight years ago now. I changed, and here's why. Baseball created the problem. Baseball turned the blind eye. Baseball needed people back in the seats after the strike. Uh, and if all of... Look, way more guys were doing it than just Clemens, Bonds, and A-Rod. We know that. Um, and Palmero and Sosa, and McGuire. 
the the game was littered with it. Pitching, hitting, all it was a steroid era. We call it that for a reason. But baseball created the problem. So you know what? Here you go, baseball. Get out of the problem. I'm sick and tired of talking about it. And oh, by the way, if if it was, I know that it was a recovery thing with Bonds and many others. I couldn't agree with you more on that. But if if all these guys were using these steroids, why didn't Brett Boone become a Hall of Famer? Why didn't Brady Anderson become a Hall of Famer? Bonds and Clemens and these guys use the roids. I don't agree with it. I don't condone it. But they're Hall of Famers with or without the steroids. If the steroids made that much of an impact and put, put more guys in the Hall of Fame, then Brady Anderson would be in the Hall of Fame. But they're not. Brady Anderson is not Barry Bonds with or without roids. Brett Boone is not, if he used them, is not Alex Rodriguez with or without the steroids. And that's where I stand on those two things. Yeah, and like I said, everybody, uh, I, I love opinions, and that's and you, you have yours, and certainly with the baseball writers, I, I, I understand you want to bring in that upper class of uh, maybe broadcasters, and I get it, And but th- you know, there's plenty of other uh, situations where people are awarded and, and, or whatever. I like the fact that the baseball writers, uh, you got to spend 10 years covering baseball, so they don't give it to everybody. Right. And... The problem is sometimes, I think, and they're trying to weed out some of this, but you'll have some, um, you know, you get, you, 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 they need to refresh the list, and I think they're doing that now a little bit more. Because you'll have maybe a sports editor, assistant sports editor in Iowa, who, you know, hasn't talked to a ball player in 20 years, being, being a voter. Right. Because um, they, they, they have the cards. And um, uh, so that, I, I, you know, I do agree with that, but I do think, I, I like the fact that the writers can, it becomes a it becomes a story. Although I also point out in my column that uh, it's a great column when it gets posted, Can't you're wait. gonna love it. But yeah. I also point out that that you know I'm if, if for no other reason get these guys in the Hall of Fame, so I don't have to read any more columns <laughs> about why I voted for Barry Bonds and, and Roger Clemens, or the uh-huh. other side why I didn't vote for Barry Bonds. I'm tired of that. Yep. Move on. Yeah. And, and I agree with your point, and I understand your point totally on the steroids. And I'm going to even buttress your point, make it a little stronger. And, and this is this is the year that I voted for for these guys is because uh, you know, forget Bud Selig is in the Hall of Fame. Right. He was the, he was the, right. gatekeeper. He was the gatekeeper. Right. He was the gatekeeper. So how Gosh. can he be in the Hall of Fame when all this happened under his watch and these guys can't? So so that, like I said, I, I've made my point through the years. You know, yeah. we're into the tenth year, but I think it makes a stronger point now if you just tear down the gates and say. I mean, look what's going on too with everything in the in the world here. Look at the stock market and, and the things that are going on. And I don't want to even pretend to get talked about that because I don't know anything about it. But it seems like a lot of people are upset with some of the uh, uh, things going on uh, with, with with the market and uh, and the Robinhood situation. So so you know, everywhere you turn now, and this is another point I make. Everywhere you turn now, somebody's hitting you in the face with something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's it, it's too much. And the whole, and that's the the, the the final thing in that column, which I point out, is that you know what? I love going to the Hall of Fame. I'm not going to let you ruin it for me. For all this other crap that's going on, I'm still going to love voting for the Hall of Fame, and I'm still going to love going to the Hall of Fame. And so do I think, like you know, some crazy amount of people have been there through the years, and it's still a great place to go. Go up there, enjoy it. They do a great job uh, with the, you know the, the number, and I I list all this in the column: the number of artifacts, how many people have visited, the size, what's on, you know, what's the big uh, display right now. So so don't don't let 
trying to make take that all away from us because for for their own agenda. And uh, and I'm tired of it, and I'm fighting back. I love it. Kevin Kernan with us at AMBS underscore Kernan with Ball9, Ball9.com. Check out the work of him and Rock and Chris and all the gang uh, doing an amazing job. And the AMBS is in the Twitter a name for a reason. He is America's most beloved sports writer. I want to close with this, KK. And the thing is that <laughs> I guess the, the, the steroid thing drives us crazy but i got one thing with the hall of fame voting that even bothers me more than that which is it's 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 almost impossible to think that there's something that can make you more crazy and deliver more opinions on the steroid guys but it's this when a guy gets into the hall of fame and he's a borderline type guy whether he gets in on the veteran side he gets in regularly or i get the modern committee whatever the hell it's called barry larkin Okay, so and then we get into the whole, well, the modern guys think that maybe he's this, so he got to push later. There's a class that doesn't have as many guys, so Larkin gets in, or Jack Morris on the on the modern veteran, whatever it's called, he gets in. We got a, a, a Simmons situation in the Jeter class. We've got Alan Trammell. However you feel about borderline guys, almost ins, almost outs, right on the fence, Bruce Suter, whatever, there's... A sense like, well, this Harold Baines, please give me a break. Certain guy gets in, and then it's, well, he's in now, so, well, we got to do that. Like, Alan Trammell's in. Now, Whitaker's got to be in. Well, how can you put Harold Baines? Well, Tony LaRussa was using the politics side to get him in there, and Harold Baines shouldn't be in there. He never finished better than ninth in AL MVP voting. But now that Baines is in, now everybody wants everybody in. I hate that. This needs to be the elite of the elite. It's the Hall of Fame, Kevin. I can't stand the, well, Lee Smith got in, so he's in. Trammell's in, so he's in. Hoffman, is he really in? So now this guy's got to be in. I can't stand it. I can't deal with it. Well, I'm 100% with you on that. It's, and I think that's a a development. And you, you're right about LaRusa. And don't forget, Reinsdorf is on the committee, too. Absolutely. So yep. Sox, nope. Good point. Hit, White Sox hit job. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and, it, and, and 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 that's how it happened. But I think too many writers. I think that 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 bounces back to my earlier point that too many of the new voters think they got to put ten on, and they make all these comparisons, and it's all numbers. Uh, that's the other great thing. Everybody that's on this ballot right now, Gosh. I saw play their entire career, and I talked to all of them. You know, I you know I know these guys. It's like I do say this, like Jeff Kent. I vote for Jeff Kent every year. Why in the hell? If you have the most home runs at your position, to me that 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 says something. Sure, it's it's a it's a cut. It's black and white. It's easy. But you know, I don't need to have, uh, you know, like like I joke about the thirty six class. You know, the great inaugural class, and and I talk about in my column. I talk about the, if they were sitting around the bar that night, uh, I'm sure they were talking about war and warp. You know, <laughs> yeah. So, so it's a joke. The number when you got to bring in too many numbers to, oh. to make your argument for a player, that tells me he's not a Hall of Famer. I I totally agree. The Hall of Famer has been watered down, and even like the maybe you can make the argument. Uh, certain guys I voted through for the years were, were kind of like you know edgy, you know guys that maybe shouldn't have. Been, but but when I when I pushed when I pushed heavy for Goose Gossage because I did the research. And I saw him pitch, and he pitched in all the big games, and, and he changed what the closer was. He was a three-inning closer to work. Now every single, you know, you know, anybody who's close gets in now. It's a, it's a close. It's the Hall of Fame of closeness now. 
And, uh, you know, you got to draw the line somewhere, but you got to be a really, really special player to make the Hall of Fame. And I think that, though, gets back to our point why I like the writers voting because they, you got to get 75% of them to agree on it. And, and the writers very rarely make a, a, a terrible mistake on, on getting a guy in the Hall of Fame. The veteran committees have made some terrible oh, decisions. Uh, and, and again, it's a popularity contest. Like even I have went to, I didn't vote for Roland this year, right? Because when I saw Roland, uh, you know, and I got the heat for that, but I never looked at Roland as a Hall of Famer for the most part. I, you know, through the years, I think I'm, I'm getting a lot harder on my ballot now. I'm looking at a lot. I've always looked at it closely, but now I'm just tired of too many. And, and one of the arguments, a big time writer, I forget who made it, one of, one of the big boys. But they said, you know, the uh, the uh, the third base is uh, it, it, there's not that many third basemen, so we need to get more third basemen in the Hall of Fame. That's one of the reasons why I voted for Roland. Are you kidding me? Oh, you know, uh, uh, that that kind of that kind of uh, thinking makes the Hall of Fame a whole of shame, you yeah. know, in, in a way. And uh, that's why, again, getting back to that article when I talked to Hank in 2002, it was really interesting. And then we, I saw him later. You know, like I said, I saw him every year. I, and in 2009 at the Hall of Fame, with uh, he was talking to a couple of writers, and we were talking, and he made a great point. He said, you know, if these guys get in the Hall of Fame, it's got to be on their plaques. There should be an asterisk. And, and, uh, and, and I agree with that. So that's got to tell the story. So so Because uh, you know what's going to happen when you open up, and it's already somebody's, and we know some people have done steroids already are in the Hall of Fame. There's no doubt about it in my mind. And, um, yep. But it's, if you keep opening up and opening up to, to your favorite player when you were a little kid because he was a great player. Meanwhile, a guy like Bill Hodges is not in the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Bill Hodges, he gave up three years of his career fought was was and fought in some big battles in the in the in World War Two in the Pacific. And and uh, he, he you know when he left he was right up there his numbers were top of the line for for who he was. And then you throw in the fact he was a great manager. Which get, brings you into the Larusa, Tommy Lasorda, Tory. Joe Tory yeah, right. uh, level. How is that guy not in the Hall of Fame? And we get people like Harold Baines in the Hall of Fame. So it's it's it, it is it's messed up, and, and it's got to be fixed. Will it be fixed? Like everything else in the country now, who knows? Well, and the ballot thing's interesting too. I mean, I've always been a ballot guy. Why not? Because that's where you separate Larkin from Jeter. And hell, I mean, it sounds crazy, but Ken Griffey Jr. And, and Willie Mays, if you had to, right? It's where you separate a, you know, a, a Jack Morris for years from a from a Sandy Koufax. It's where you you know separate a Bly Levin from a Tom Seaver, right? I, I mean, that ballot part I've never had a problem with, and I have no problem with people year to year changing their minds inside of what you had just said if you do it within reason. But don't give me like, oh, well, third baseman, you know, we only have Brooks and this guy and that guy and Schmidt and what. Like, that's not the argument I'm looking for. I'm looking for ballots allowing you to separate elite, great, you know, and and that's it. There's no other thing beyond great. This is a Hall of Fame. There's no, you know, I used to work with Bud Poliquin. He used to say it all the time, like, this isn't the Hall of Very Good. And I was like, you know, Bud, that's probably the smartest thing you've ever said in your entire career. And still to this day, it is. Like, it's great and elite. We separate, you know, elite, elite 1A and great. That's it with the Hall of Fame. There's no very good. There's no good. There's no average. There's no There's no better than average, man. You walk in the great hall, and it's Clemente, it's Aaron, it's Jeter, it's it's Mays and, and Mantle and all those guys, DiMaggio. That's what it is. It's Koufax, Seaver, and Christy Mathewson, man. It's not, you know... 
trying to figure out if somebody should be in because of position, we need more of that in, or the modern guys now see the analytics, so let's push him in later. Like, I hated when Tim Raines got in, and and some people were like, oh, well, you know, the, the newer guys think they value him more. It's like, what? Like, what does yeah. that even mean, yeah. man? Like, look at Tim Raines, <laughs> the way he is. Like, the later analytic people, are you kidding me? Tim Raines was what he was for his whole career. Just the thinking of it is it's absolute garbage. Well, I have a former sports editor. I won't name him, but I know, I know he's um, he, he he he's he's so old school. He he only votes for guys. He doesn't have many guys on his ballot every year. He only votes for guys that are those upper echelon Hall of Famers. And I guarantee you, he was one of the plank ballots that came in this year because hmm. I know how he thinks. And there's something to be said to that. I may not, you know, you may not totally agree with that theory because then it's just then there's not that then then it's not that big of a haul. But it can't be, it can't be, it can't be watered down to where you're having such argument. If you got to argue, if you got to make the greatest argument in the world, you know, you got to do a Perry Mason argument or whatever on this, <laughs> to get this guy in the Hall of Fame. He's not, he's not Hall of Fame worthy. That's that, that's usually my rebuttal when I'm in, on one of these shows or talking to people or I'm talking to guys like, uh, you know, Kenny Rosenthal and things like that. Because a lot of these guys now are into the 10, 10, like I don't get. Just because you can vote for ten doesn't mean you're going to vote for ten. Right. You know. Right. Just because just you, you go to a great restaurant and you have a nice dinner and then they bring the dessert card over, you don't take all ten, right? You take one. Yeah. You, uh, <laughs> you know. And, yeah. And the, the same same thing. Uh, uh, you know, maybe you can have a couple here and there. You're really splurging. It's your anniversary, whatever. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, but <laughs> this whole thought process of oh these these you know these are my ten. No, yeah. it, it, it shouldn't. If you think it's ten. Then every year, then, then you got a problem. No doubt. Yeah, get three desserts, eat one there, and take two home. You know, you got a couple days later exactly. on to eat, for God's sakes. Kevin Kernan, Ball Nine, you're the best. Thanks, man. You got it, buddy. Anytime. The ML Sports Platter brought to you by our great friends at Empower Federal Credit Union. Log on to EmpowerFCU.com. Find your peace of mind today with Empower Federal Credit Union. Big tip of the cap. Thank you as well to Rosie's Corner, Welch & Company Jewelers, Ken's Auto Detailing, and our great friends at the Vince Aguera Consulting Group. Log on to VCGtransforms.com. Become a better leader professionally and personally. Go with many of their different programs. Scott and the gang doing a great job. VCGtransforms.com. Download, subscribe, listen, leave feedback, and a five-star review for the ML Sports Platter. Also, major, major thank you to the Swan and Whitaker families for their support of the podcast as well. You can get it all over Google, Stitcher, Deezer, Apple, Spotify, and CastBox. Anywhere else you get your podcast on your smartphone device, Kevin Kernan is simply the man. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. Hello. Discover here to explain our cash back match. Here's how it works. We give you cash back for using your Discover card on the things you were going to buy anyway. Then we match that cash back in your first year. And that's why we call it cash back match. Now to recap and say cash back one more time. We match all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year automatically. Discover. Exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com match. Limitations apply. Cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions. Federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments. Where bold moves require confident blueprints. Where you can accelerate transformation through consistency. 
where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud with the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at saic.com slash cloud. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.